The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Yes, welcome. It's myself again, Andrew, on the hosting. Uh, along us on Zoom is Callum. Callum, how you doing, mate? Good, mate. Good. Um, happy, uh, happy to be back and, you know, it's, uh, start my new job on uh, Monday. So, yeah, looking forward looking forward to that. So, um after seven and a bit long years. Um, right, so moving, last moving. podcast at your current job, make, yeah. it, make it a good one. Ah, um, pretty much. How are you getting on, mate? The move and everything. Yeah, so moved house, obviously school's back and stuff as well, so my throat's a wee bit, uh, wee bit hoarse, first week back, as it always is. Uh, but no, doing well, mate. Glad to be back. Thank you for stepping in again last week, taking the lead, so, uh, taking the reins, sorry, so thank you very much for that. So, um, well, always Edinburgh Football Podcast. No notes. We wing it as always. So Aye. if we get if we get things wrong, yeah, we just go ahead. Bear with us. But uh, the agenda tonight, we'll just a wee update of the prediction league. Hopefully, Cal. Then we'll go Hibs, Hearts, City, and then teams in the lower league, and then give our own predictions at the end. Callum, any updates on the prediction league? Are you still? I've no, I've, I've done the scores. I've, I've, no, I've, I've done the scores and I've, I've sent them in. But I've sent them today. That's that's what I should have done that yesterday. To be fair, but I forgot. Um, no, uh, so I tell you, no, the weekend's results, but the previous weekend, Stevie Tate had a great week. He got ten points, which that's you know up there, up there with one of the best. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up on Jordan Hopkinson, who is. Apparently, thrown the towel in in terms of his uh, title defence. There's there's not been predictions from him in a couple of weeks. So, Jordan, if you are listening, get the finger out, son. Um, there's been a who who was top scorer. I tell you, the the weekend there uh, was was tough. There was I mean, a lot of people had civil to win, but four two, no one no one had that. Um, obviously, Hibs and Hearts not winning. There was a lot of people. Who were uh, back to both of them? You had, I think, one person backed East Stirling, so everyone thought that Spartans were going. So I mean, it was a low scoring week, but uh, Grant Gilbertson got uh, seven points. He was top uh, game score, top game week scorer uh, last weekend there. But a lot of threes and fours. Um, we fell into the three. Yes, we were we were in the three category there. Uh, just sort of. Keeping our head above water. I think I'm just, just top still. I think um, yet to see. But uh, Susan, I know, not this, not weekend there, two weekends ago, had a good score. So maybe, maybe finding their groove again is uh, is we Susan there. So, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm yeah. sure there will be a table in the next That's couple of days. When top scorers, when top scorers last week began seven points, you know it's been a tough week. That's, yeah. um, Okay, so let's get to it then. Let's start with start with Hibs. So, Callum, you know, <laughs> to be honest, I think that's well, certainly as two points dropped last weekend against Dundee. Um, that game should have been dead and buried for me. Jamie Murphy with a, an unbelievable chance. Keeper makes a good save, but, you know, he's hit him with the ball, more or less. Um, game should have been done. Yeah. That's two away games now, Callum, where Hibs have shipped two goals. And... You know, it's four goals in two away games in the league. And the goals are almost like, every goal seems identical just now for me, Cal. It's balls coming in the box in wide areas. Yeah. I, I'm not really, I'm not seeing teams so far cut us open. You know, look, I've watched two of the games 
Um, a Motherwell and Dundee game, I didn't see the Ross County game, Callum, I've seen bits of European games. It seems that wide areas are, are kind of a, a real thorn in the side right now for Hibs, just can't defend balls in the box. You know, it's, I mean, I don't know I don't know how early on you learn it, but it's it's one of the, the first first things you learn when you, you're playing full-back or you're out wide, you know, stop the cross. And, you know, I don't know how many times this season that it's been too easy, even even on, um, what's it, Sunday there, you've got Paul McGinn who is moaning about a foul when just stand up, you know, it just falls over, there's nothing there and I think that, you know, he has to be stronger and then from the throw-in, no one's picking up Charlie Adam and it's in a danger area, you know, give Jason Cummins that chance, he's going to score. And then, you know, the it's the equaliser with 10 minutes to go. Uh, Martin Boyle, who had the captain's armband, is more interested in shouting at the referee instead of getting in and picking up McMullen. So that lets the quick throw and get McMullen the ball. He steps inside and he's able to put in, and, well, to be fair, a shocking defender as well. You know, Gogic and uh, Josh Doig need to be better there. But what you're saying with balls going into the box it's far too easy and if you stop the cross then you give yourself a fighting chance but I think what disappointed me more on Sunday is you look at it and it's the lack of depth that Hibs have you know there's there's been three or four injuries and Hibs are almost bare bones you know I think um, I'm not sure how much Jack Ross is a fan of Jamie Gullen because he found him out on loan last season when Hibs didn't have that many strikers so I was surprised to see him come on but it's just <clears throat> there was you know you've got Lewis Stevenson filling in at, at right back um, Dan McGregor's playing again there's there's so it's just such a lack of depth within the squad that if Hibs don't sorry if Hibs don't sort it out before next Tuesday um, at midnight then it's, it's going to be a long season because I think with a, uh, with him starting a living on the part, they will do well. But one 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 injury, I mean, Doig, sorry, Doig isn't going to be back until Christmas. Kevin Nisbet, I don't know, I mean, might be sold. Who knows? So, mm. Paul Hanlon, no, when he... I think, you're, I think you're, you're bang on, Cal. I think when you... And everyone speak... When, when Hibs have got maybe everyone fit, full squad uh, you do look at his bench and you go ah, there's quality there but defensively we've got a real lack of depth and I think that's really stark right now and I don't you know Paul McGinn um, comes off through illness I think it, it was reported as and then you put a left back and a right back you know it's screaming a lack of depth centre half you know our next sub in is a is a guy who Listen, unbelievable servant to the club, Darren McGregor, and you know will go down as a, as a Hibs legend, no doubt. But I, you know, should he really be the next one in? Is what I would say. Well, um, you saw, you saw in the the game away at the Echo when Hibs obviously lose McGregor, so it's you know make a change. The only other centre half on the bench was seventeen year old Jack Bryden. Now I think that Jack Bryden will will probably make his de- full debut this season and will go on and you know play a few games. But to throw him in in that sort of environment for his for his debut would have been very harsh, I would think. So it's it's almost as if Jack Ross is sitting there saying, "Look, where's where's the signings? You know, we're 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 we're, all, we're 
weeks into the campaign now, why, when I've already stated that we need players, I've done it on, I've said it to the media on multiple occasions, why is nothing moving? And it just, I, I genuinely think with a few players, Hibs, Hibs could have a right good season, but at this moment in time, it's, it, I think it could be, it could be a tough season. No, I mean, I still, I still look at him score. I think there is depth. There is depth, but it seems to all be in, in kind of one area. <laughs> that's, that's midfield. Our depth in the field is great, but, you know, a couple, but then I was surprised at some of the subs, you know, like Dre Wright coming on. It's still, still not for me, but I think the fact, no, there's no doubt for me, defend, Hibs are going to create chances. You know, we scored two away from home against Dundee, three at home at Ross County, three away at Motherwell. You know, there's goals in this team, but defensively, Hibs look suspect and it's, uh, that needs to change Cal, what was your thoughts on Jack Ross's comments when he because I, you know, I, I read it and go you know what, it's a fair point Hibs are still, Hibs are top of the league right now and it says a lot about where Hibs are that I, I can see what he's saying that there's that now level of expectation that we're disappointed having 7 points in the first 3 games and you've got 2 away games in there, what did you take Jack Ross's, I mean for me I think it was a great start for Hibs. It should be nine points. I don't think any Hibs fan... Like, I, said, I, said, I said it last week on the podcast that you look at it and Hibs start... I, I said the first test comes at Tynecastle on the 12th. So the first four games, Hibs were obviously Motherwell, uh, Motherwell, Ross County, Dundee and Livingston. And I'm sitting there going, that should be 12 points. If it's not 12 points, then there's something wrong with that. And I think that like Jack Ross is entitled to say, look, we're we're sitting here, we're doing okay. Uh, you know, it's it's a good sign to see that we're disappointed with seven points when maybe in years gone by that would have been acceptable. But at the same time, I think a lot of Hibs fans with that start in years gone by would have thought, no, we need to be winning every single one of these games. This is why we're not kicking on, we're not consistent enough. And, you know, it's it's a little bit like, I mean, looking at it, who have we played? You know, if we're sitting there with seven points and it's Celtic and Rangers away and Hearts at home, then fair enough, aye. That is, that is a good start. But it's Dundee and Motherwell, who, Dundee who have just come up, Ross County who just saved themselves from the relegation, and Motherwell who were pretty pants last year as well. Let's not let's not look at this and go, oh, Hibs have played three of the best teams in Scotland. Three, Hibs have played three teams that will most likely be in the bottom six this year. You know, so I'm sorry, if you're not looking to take nine points from those three games, then there's something wrong. Stop talking about fine margins. Go out and win games. And I, I don't want to be harsh on Jack Ross because Hibs are still unbeaten, should beat Livingston and then, you know, take a wee head of steam into the derby, who knows? But don't don't be sitting there saying this is this is an outstanding start. This is exactly when when it should be better. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe again, you know, maybe that's a bit of in camp, maybe Jack Ross shows frustrations, but maybe in the media he's just out there protecting his players. But I think you're right, Calm. You know, I think you're bang on. That start was a very kind start for Hibs. Four games against teams that I think could all be bottom six. I think that's probably fair for Livingston yeah. as well. So, interesting. Um, listen, it's a week to go in the transfer window, Callum. I think every, every Hibs fan is hoping that uh, St Johnston go out tomorrow night <laughs> and uh, Hibs just go, you know, Jason Kerr, Jamie McCart, and you come, please. <sighs> I think defenders need to happen, uh, and also a striker. I think you're bang on, Cam. Um, well, another think, striker. I think two. I, I, I think two strikers yeah. need to be brought in because I think I think 
Hibs needed one when Doidge was fully fit. So I think Hibs need two. I think a permanent and you know even just a loan for the season to to like because you don't want to rush Doidge back. And at this moment in time, you know Hibs will be rushing Doidge. Who starts up front on Saturday if um, Nisbet isn't recovered? But Jamie Gullen gets pitched in, or is it Martin Boyle that goes up top, and then you lose a lot on the right hand side? It's just. Oh, still Jamie. Oh, I'll, be, I'll be the great Scott himself. Oh, of course. I, I, well, James, sorry, I forgot James Scott came in. I didn't. So, Hibs. Oh, Hibs. You can't, you, what, what was your thought? I think it was almost unfair. No, I, th- I, th- I think, I think um, look, showed some nice touches, did well. I think there's a, definitely a player there, but obviously he's not he's not played a lot of football. So, you know, I think I think he'll be much like Ben Woodburn at Hearts. They've not played a lot of football uh, in the past sort of year and a half, etc. So, let them get up to speed, and I think that once 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 James Scott does, he will be he will be a very good player. I thought he was uh, his movement was very good. So, like yeah, I think that Hibs still need to add three or four, and I think if Hibs add a little bit like three or four quality players, then there's a very good chance that Hibs could Hibs could do something this season. I still think maybe a, a wide man. Uh, I know Cadden will be coming back in time. Well, striker, a man and, and two defenders for me. But um, we'll I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Livy this weekend. Uh, at home, Livingston, who have you know, they got beat off Motherwell last week. Cam, I'm not, I'm not hanging it up to. It's so early in the season, you know. It's difficult to keep track, but I don't have. They've not had a great start. I think, I think they've lost. They've lost every game. Um, yeah, it was. If, if they lost last week then they've lost every game because they got beat off Aberdeen they got beat off Rangers on the opening day and I just think that I, I th- look this 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 will be the first time that I will sit in my own seat at Easter Road in you know 19 months so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this game and being back where, where you know my, my spot and everything so I, th- I think Hibs need to be um Two three no winners this weekend. That's you know I th- I think that um, we've certainly certainly got the quality there to to beat Livingston. As you say, they've not had a great start, and I don't know. I think I think Livingston's sort of steeliness that they had when they first came up, and you know people struggled to to beat them at um, the spaghetti had. I think that that that's running out. I think the the run they went on last year. I don't know if that was more luck than quality when you see what they're dealing with now. Uh, and I think that I think they could they could struggle this year, if I'm honest. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've lost a few big players as well, haven't they? Like, you know, Jets well, gone. And, yeah, you uh, know, like I I don't know if I don't think they've replaced uh, his goals, and yeah, I think I think I think it'll be comfortable for Hibs this weekend. I think an early goal is important. You know, the way we the way we came out against Ross County, I think Hibs have to come out with that same fire in the belly. Well, certainly um, certainly can't have the same start as. Did against Dundee. That first 20, 25 minutes was horrendous. I was at a, I was at, a, um, I don't know if they they have christenings anymore, but it was um, Iona's cousin. Like so, it was like a blessing, which is I think it's basically a christening without the water, uh, without the baptism. So I missed the game, but I recorded it. So I deliberately didn't look at my phone. I was like, here we go. So that's why I like patched all your texts, and I was like. Um, but like I, I was on WhatsApp like just because someone and then all I saw was you saying oh score there and it's done and I thought oh no is that 
is that have, have, have we lost this game? Is that is that what's happened? So um, you know, I I didn't even watch it live. I sat through it again and was thinking this has been pretty poor. But the start the Hibs had was horrendous. So need to start faster. Yeah, and, and Callum said could be said a, a game away at Motherwell. I know that. In terms of the score, that is, you know, falling behind away from home twice um, in our first two away games as well. It's something that that needs nipped in the bud as well. I know it's been something reported in the past about Jack Ross teams that when we fall behind, the game's done. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, okay, we've taken we've taken four points from those two games, but gotta get ourselves in front. And I yeah. think I think Hibs as a team are much better when they get that lead because they've got pace in that counter attack. Macy can hit the ball yeah. to Murphy from a from a, from a throw and. Can, can break on them with a counter Boyle's pace yeah I um, think so uh, no uh, I'm interrupting you there but I think that it showed with the chances that Hibbs created when you know there was the, the Boyle chance where he, he blasted over the, the nice bit of uh, one-two touch and uh, James Scott hit over the, and then obviously there's, there's Jamie Murphy's chance who yeah that's that's got to be in so yeah I think look Chalk that one off, but Hibs, Hibs need to be, be able to see these games out. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Okay, I'll be to get business done in a big game weekend as well. Okay, Cal, on to on to Hearts, and it was a you know build as the game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly by by ourselves, you know Hearts v Aberdeen, um, Aberdeen's record notoriously poor at Tynecastle, been some time since they've since they've won there. Um, and again, I know we, we spoke often about Robert Nielsen probably as far back to Callum as, as, as that. For me, personally, as an onlooker at Robert Nielsen at Hearts, Callum, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I watch every single Hearts, Hearts game because I, I don't. But in my head, certainly in the Premiership, Callum, I, I, you'll probably know more than me, I just get the impression when a Robert Nielsen team go ahead, subs happen... And it's like, let's just keep it 1-0. Let's just stay 1-0. I don't see Hearts going and, and scoring 2-3 and three and killing teams off uh, alone. And I, I, think, I think that's a fair comment to make because what I've seen and read online was that there was a wrong sub made. I think McEnough um, came on for someone, I think, and it was... Was it Bill was McKay wrong Steven, sub. I think? Uh, yeah, and, and they sat... Hearts sat a bit deeper... And they come away with a point. And I've seen it, and it happened against Celtic. And I know they got the win against Celtic, but it's what I wanted to say. And Hearts fans brushed it over because they got the three points. But I said it at the time. Hearts took that goal, and Hearts sat on the edge of the box, and they got away with it because they got the late goal at the end. Hearts could easily have lost that game. Uh, but because they got the win, it got swept under the carpet. Um, that, that's the impression I get. I, I just... Hopefully, with the new signings coming in, I know there's you know, Woodburn coming in, if he can hit the heights that he's done for Wales, because I know, I'm not sure how much he's done for Liverpool, but I see a real creative player there. Um, Callum, I think that's I think that's two points dropped for me. I think Hearts, that, especially the travel in Aberdeen done, it's a theme for me, Cal. It's a, it's a theme. I think, I think you're pretty much uh, spot on, judging from a lot of what I've, Heard about the, the game. I actually watched the game uh, on Alba on Sunday night. That's how sad I am. But no, I think look, Hearts, Hearts are doing well. They get they get the goal, and it is you know drop ten yards, fifteen yards, and that's that's the problem. It's 
it's that let's let's shore up what we have and you know when you've got your your boot on the neck of the opposition don't don't re- release and give them the opportunity because you know at the other end Aberdeen might have might have won it I don't know so I think that it's definitely something that over the course of Nielsen's tenure it's even in the championship last year that it's it's a pretty big stick to beat him with and with with Hearts right now that that could have been three from three they could have been sitting top of the league with a fantastic start because you know the Hearts Hearts are Celtic at home fair enough um Oh, who did they? Who did they be away? Who? Mirren. Mirren. That was it. I'm like, Christ. Uh, and then beating Aberdeen. That's that. That would be a very impressive start. But I just like. Um, I think Deke was at the game. Was dad and Deke. You, you know, Deke. He doesn't really hold back on an opinion. You know, he's too big for fences. And he was saying that you know, Hearts should be looking at third in that league because there's not there's not that much quality there. Um, but it's not gonna happen playing football that way. You're not gonna you're not gonna finish best of the rest or push for second or anything like that when you just look to get in front and then sit and defend. And that's that's all that hearts hearts seem to be doing and it is a big problem. You, you've got to think that when uh, ben Woodburn comes in and he, he might start 10. I don't know, he might start wide, but Robbie Nielsen's preferred formation is 4 2 3 1. So you've got, you're going to have um, Beringame and hopefully not Halliday, literally anyone but Halliday, uh, as the two sitters, Woodburn there, and then you can have Ginelli and Mackay Stephen on either wing supporting Boyce. And that's, that's where. I think Nielsen will want to play. If you think back to the Hearts team uh, when he first took over, that's you know he had Gomez and uh, Boabin sitting, and they had you know the three what was it King, uh, Nicholson and Walker going like off so. So it was that's that's what Nielsen will want to play. That's what he'll look to play. And if if he can get that f- formula correct, then I think that you know Hearts will kick on and push but the way that it's going just now if if that's what's going to happen week in week out then eventually teams will teams will figure hearts out it, what they did in the championship you know it will not be a successful season yeah that, that little the two players Callum Holden uh, is interesting because it, what, what I see Callum do I see Michael Smith as a as a as a fullback that really bombs on it? And would you class him as an attacking fullback? I'm not sure. He's more a, a sort of supporting fullback, Callum. I look on the left side. I think Cochrane is a bit more of a, of, a, of an attacking fullback. But when you play two holding midfielders, because what I've seen so far, um, the lad from from Everton, um, Benningame. Just call him Benny for short. Benny, yeah, Benny. The, the lad from Everton, Benny. You know, I'm impressed from what I've seen. But he's, listen, he, he's, he's a keep it simple defensive midfield player. I don't, I don't think anybody can, can really argue. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that that's exactly what Hearts need, though. You, you need someone yeah, you, you need someone in that middle of the park that is going to win the ball back, keep it simple, and then just play off. And I think that he does that. Like, he's been phenomenal so far. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I, I've got no issue with that. But my issue would be, and this, this is, I think, for me, important with Hearts, when we're speaking about 
Hart's not really going to kill teams off is who do you play alongside him because I, I just feel that Haring is listen I think Haring's a good player but do you really need two of that type you know do you need and I see Halliday in that position no get him get, get him released get him released I think but this is what I think maybe the lad Devlin Callum yeah. could be a huge huge player because I just see that in that 4-2-3-1 when I look at Hearts I see only maybe four players ahead of the ball right now because you've got a back four and two defensive midfield players you've got seven and the goalie seven players I think are behind the ball um, you, you've only got your ten your two wingers and boys so I think Hearts have to strike that balance really well in that two defensive midfield player position because Playing Haring and Benny, Halliday and Benny, or Haring and Halliday, I think over the course of the season you're not going to you're not going to score enough goals playing that. No, you're not. You're not. You're not going to. You're not going to get the ball forward enough. You're not going to dominate teams in the middle of the park. Uh, I think that basically, I don't want to be too sorry, heap too much pressure on the boy Devlin, but by all accounts, he is going to come in and be a uh, box-to-box midfielder, very energetic, sort of everything that Aaron McInef was supposed to be and sort of isn't. I think that, you know, McInef came in and there was there was a lot of hype about him again and it's just, he's he's not hit that level. I'm not saying that he won't, he is. Obviously, he needs time to adjust because not only did he come a step up like over from Ireland, but it's another step up going from the Championship to the Premiership in Scotland. So I think it'll be interesting to see if he can kick on, but the boy Devlin, there's a lot of people that are saying he's he's going to be a right good player. Here's hoping that because I think you're absolutely spot on. If if Hearts can get that strike the balance in that middle of the park and get that correct, then they will kick on and push because that the, there's enough quality in and around that team. And let's be honest, Hearts have an absolute. Wall at the back in Craig Gordon. He will win them points on his own. The same like because I looked at um, was it when the boy Ramirez went through and he really should have scored. To be fair, but you know Gordon stands up to keep stop because John Souter gets caught a little bit there. I mean because Halkett, God knows where he is, but Souter is like torn between going to the ball and following Ramirez, and he's you know hesitates, lets Ramirez in. He should score, should make it um, 1-0 to Aberdeen, but Craig Gordon's there. And I honestly think that if you can get enough attacking flair into that team, Hearts will do well. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree, but then I think some supporters will say that'll never happen with... with Yeah, like, um, I I don't know how many many times people will say, oh, is he an attacking player? Right, Robbie Nielsen will play him right back. You know, like, you know, it's just... (laughs) I mean, maybe listen. And I, I, I know it. I know it sounds. You know, I know people are quick to jump on that. But is it the players? Are the are the players just sub? You know, are the players just? You know, subconsciously just going. We've got the lead now. I'm going to jump a bit deeper because they've not maybe got the confidence within themselves to go out and, and really. So listen, it's very easy to always point the finger at the at the at the manager. But players have got to take responsibility as well. Players, you know. So I know people are quick to judge, but maybe. Maybe it's the players as well that maybe just naturally drop 10, yeah. 10, 10 yards deeper, and, and so listen, I, I don't know. Um, Hearts in terms of in terms of their recruitment, they've got a week left, so you know Devlin looks like that's that's happening fairly soon. 
Um, you know, time will tell, but reports look good. Would burn interest me, Callum. I think I know you, you and Ross spoke about it last week. I just had my own piece on it. Um, you know, really came on the scene. I, I remember him, you know, because around about that Wales time when he, when he broke on the scene, he scored in his debut, you know, great finish, but not quite happened at, uh, at Liverpool in terms of getting regular, you know, regular game time. Gone out alone. I know you mentioned it, Callum, as well. And, you know, I think there's no doubt if he'd set the head of the light on those loan spells, Callum, he wouldn't even come up to Scotland uh, on his loan move. You know, his, his loan move would be another uh, English Premier League side or, or, or a Championship side. Um, but maybe he just needs his confidence. Maybe he needs his confidence. Um, and listen, I'm excited by it. I'm excited by it. Hearts fans should be excited by it. But... Um, the Scottish League's a hard league, so it's, it's not an absolute given that he's going to come here and, and tear it up. But I am excited by it, and I think it's a, I think it's a player that Hearts do get excited by. What what I would say uh, with Bed Woodburn is there's there's almost like a carbon copy to compare him to uh, when because I saw some Hearts fans being like, oh, uh, before before uh, sorry last week before the game at the weekend saying that he's not even on the bench for Liverpool. You know, he, he must be close to his move, and I'm going. He's not on the bench for Liverpool for, for one reason and one reason alone. It's nothing to do with, with Hearts. I think that you've got Ryan Kent, who came up from Liverpool on loan. And to be fair, I think he flatters to deceive a lot of the time. I think his first season where everyone raved about him, uh, Daryl Horgan had better stats. So, you know, but I mean, Daryl Horgan didn't get a move for £7 million. So that's, that's the sort of player that... Everyone has Ryan Kent at a certain level. And Liverpool, you know, he was nowhere near Liverpool. So you've got Ben Woodburn who's coming in with that sort of, is he there? Is he there? Is he better than Kent? I think he, he's definitely more well-known than, than Ryan Kent. But for for him, this is a big season for him. Because like, like we said last week, he's not had a run of games, really. So he's been a bit unlucky in terms of... You know uh, the loan spells that he's been on. What Oxford United, etc. I've not got the notes in front of me, but Blackpool thing. Uh, he he needs like this. This is this is massive, not just for Hearts but for him as well. Because if the two of them hit it off, this could be a fantastic relationship. But if if he comes up here and struggles, then you know Hearts Hearts big summer signing really is going to be a bust. Well. Uh... I think a, a good comparison as well, Callum, one that didn't work out was the lad uh, Wilson that went to Aberdeen, raved about at Man United coming through the youth ranks and things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, James Wilson, it just yeah. yeah it, just, it just didn't happen for him up here. Um, so, interesting, interesting really is. Callum, it's Dundee United this weekend, and I think this is a, I think this is a great game because I, I've looked at Dundee United so far. Dundee United have done really well in games where you'd expect them to get nothing from apart from the Aberdeen game and the first game we've seen were poor but the, the, you know the Rangers and then St Johnston two games that you'd have thought nah they'll probably get beat well <laughs> certainly one of the games you thought they'll definitely get yeah. St Johnston you might have gone nah maybe get a point but um, I, I think I think this is a, I think this is a really this is this is teed up to be a really good game actually good test for Hearts really good test yeah I think I think you've got again uh, as always we seem to have interesting subplots surrounding the majority of Hearts fixtures um, this season and it's Robbie Nielsen's first return to Tannadice since obviously leaving 
promoted Dundee United for for demoted Hearts. So there's there's something in that. He's 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 obviously going to want to go back and you know um, put on a show, get the three points. Dundee United fans will happily be uh, welcoming him back and maybe have one or two songs for him. I'm not sure, but there'll, there'll be there'll certainly be a little bit of needle between the fans. I think that. Um, you know, Hearts fans have sold out. There's again, it's fantastic. There's going to be a proper atmosphere there. Um, but this, this, like you say, yeah, I think this could be a great game. I think that you know, Dundee United have well, the last two league games that won them one nil. They keep it tight at the back, and they will take their chance when it comes along. You look at the goal that they scored, Peter Pollitt. Um, you know, there's nothing in it almost, and then you know, he just he gets a little half yard. It's in the back of the net. Could Xander Clark have done better? For me, yes, but you know, um, we'll we'll discuss that. Uh, so I think that <clears throat> United will be happy to sit in, let Hearts have the ball, but they'll be confident that they'll be able to take the chance when it comes along. No, I think I think it's uh, maybe two sort of similar styles, two teams that perhaps yeah, both. I don't think both teams will really want to dominate the ball. If you know what I mean, so <laughs> um, interesting. No, I think it's teed up to be well. You know what I mean? Two teams that like to, to maybe hit a counter attack mm-hmm. and, and like to pick teams off uh, in that fashion. So it'll be interesting how how, how both teams uh, set up there. Okay, right on to Edinburgh City then. And listen, it's, it's it was expected. I don't, I don't think anybody really would have predicted in the prediction league. We certainly speak on the on the or you guys in the podcast weren't really expecting Ember City to go up there and pick up three um, points. And, no, I don't think. No, <laughs> and uh, well, on another day, did they sneak a point? Only a one 0 defeat. Uh, by all accounts, the goal fairly scrappy as well. I think you know, look, looking at it, after I've not seen the game, uh, the game back but in the game competitive those type of things that you could probably take from it Cal. well I, don't, I mean like are you competitive if you don't have a shot on target <laughs> like you know like I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not looking to be harsh on City there but they've they've gone there and you know clearly the stall has been set out that look we're going to do our best not to lose this game and I think that uh, you look at that and go, oh, one nil away to Kelty, oh, that's not a bad result. But I mean, is that is that what City are now? You know, oh well, we don't want to lose to you know a, a team that's near the top. Whereas like, you know, this time last year when City went to a team that had spent some money and was favourites for the league, you know, they went toe to toe with Queens Park and matched them, you know, three each. And I don't know. I think that. You look at. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be the doom and gloom guy when it comes to Edinburgh City. But the the bench they've got. I think it was six six boys on the bench, a keeper, a, a young boy, a, three defenders, and and Danny Handling. You know, the the lack of depth there a, to bring on and change the game is something that we've spoken about for for Hibs. I think we've spoken about it for Hearts, and we'll do the same for Edinburgh City. That they need. Um, three or four players there because yeah we can sit here and say oh it's not a bad result getting beat 1-0 off Kelly's and like but look we don't sit there and give like sort of pity um, parties when like Edinburgh Uni only get beat like 1-0 or anything like that when like one of our clubs gets beat off 
like I'd, uh, you know, oh, they, they only lost by one goal. Well, at least the performance was good. And I, I don't think that we should do that here. So for, for City, it's, again, before we go on to talk about, the, you know, the game on Friday night, it's looking at the bottom of that table, you've got Stranraer on one point, um, Steny are on two, City are on three, um, down at the bottom of the league. And, you know, I'm not saying that I was expecting them to go up there and beat Kelty, but... I was expecting them to maybe go up and have a go. And that's definitely not what the, the side was set up to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the league table for the main calm. And, uh, and what's kind of breaking me is, you know, four games in. Uh, I'd be interested to know going back since we covered Ember City. Four games in, has it ever been top of the league having had 100% points? You know, it's interesting. It's really tight. You know, Kelty. You know, have dropped points in their opening four. Have dropped, you know, drawn yeah. in the first one game, and and, and Annan, who've you know, we thought they might be down in the bottom, but they're actually up near the top. You know, they've they've lost the game, four for and in third. You know, they've unbeaten, but they've they've uh, they've drawn twice. So, you know, interesting how you look at it. I think it's will Kelty go on probably a really big one. I think probably Kelty are favourites for the league, but teams that we maybe maybe teams that we pitched their column. Um, are dropping points so City, I just think City just need to hold in there and, and they might just be let's say by the turn of the year if they can kind of be around about that mid-table I don't think the playoffs is going to be that far out of sight right. I don't see them having to, I don't see them having to go on that unbelievable run that they went on towards the end of last season to get into the playoffs I don't think it's going to need that kind of kind of turnaround but right but you know Andrew they're, they're yeah. going to have but they're going to have to start picking up more points. To talk yeah, to, yeah, right, but but what, what I would say to you, you know, you're talking about the league table and you're talking about have, we like the time is, you know, it's ever not been the team at the top with 100% record this, this early in the season. Um, if you just look, have in the time that we've been doing this podcast, has there ever been four games in and Edinburgh City have only scored one goal? And I think that yeah, that that's not since we've done not not since we've been doing the podcast. No, well, even even when even when you know you boys went up first time, what was it? The first game you got beat three two or four for. Yeah. You know, yeah. scored more. It was just. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's it's that 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 again you're looking at and again I'm not wanting to be because I think that you know Ryan Shanley's a good player. I think that um, Uzi once he gets going there will be but. Robertson as well. I think the ports are good about him. You know, yeah. but it's it's we, we can sit here just now and I'll happily in you know seven months' time be laughed at for oh what does he know? Look at what he's talking about, blah blah blah. He was so wrong, he was so wrong, and City are absolutely fine. But look, someone's someone's got to look at the bigger picture here, and if things don't change, then it's you know, that there has to be I would say four or five brought in for City still. Is that shocked you that much that you are now silent or no? No, that... it's uh, you're cutting out there, but I know that you're recording at your end, so I was just making sure not to spoke over you. Now. Um, it's yeah, okay. So four games in, one win, uh, three defeats. This game Friday night is big for me. Really, really big because Elgin, you right back mid table, um, two points behind them. I think a three points here, and I think you're. I think it's. I think it's huge. Um, it puts you. You know, it, it, you leapfrog a team in fifth. 
right now with a win. But it's still early on, so... Like, honestly, I would love in my city to shut me up. 100%. Like, honestly, just give me... Um, flick the V's at me and say, shut up, you. You don't know what you're talking about. And come out and beat Elgin 2 or 3 now. Well, 2 or 3 1. I don't, uh, you know, but just beat Elgin, you know. Um, I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. But I'm, I'm worried about the lack of depth in the squad. And I've, well, as, that's, that's a feature this week. I'm worried about the lack of depth. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there's no doubt. I still think Ember City will be still trying to do business um, right up to to the transfer window closing. Um, I think there's I think there's no doubt about that. Uh, I don't think any Ember City fan would would uh, would see otherwise. They, they think they need players in. Um, I'm just looking at Elgin here. You know, they're away form so far. Um, it's oh, it's a three-one defeat. To away to count. We think they've had home games other than that, Calm. So, um, interesting, yet yeah, massive game. Elgin, I'm trying to think, notoriously, I think Ember said they're okay not going to Elgin off the top of my head, Calm, ordinarily. Um, to be fair, this has normally been a, a, a decent fixture, definitely. I mean, there's been some fantastic games up at Borough Briggs, but normally at home, City are able to, to see out, uh, as far as I'm, you know, I can't remember any shock shocks, shall we say. Not off the top of my head anyway, I think at home City have done quite well and it's, it's going to be interesting that game, I think we kind of briefly spoke about it, but that kind of Friday night, um, you know, every home game of Friday night, well it worked the last time, the win against uh-huh. Stenys, but um, Elgin, I know people think, oh they're travelling for Elgin, but I reckon a decent chunk of their squad will actually be uh, will actually be Central Scotland based. And they'll travel up for a game, but there is a few, you know. I think um, McCarty and things, and you know, the, the defender at the back, maybe the captain. Now, actually, he's <coughs> he's up yeah, up the Highlands way. So, <coughs> excuse me. What are your stutter? Um, so yeah, I, I don't think travelling's going to be an issue for for most of Elgin squad. But um, interesting. No, I, I think it's a it's a, re- a, a really important game for for City. It's one of these. It falls in that bracket of. This kind of needs to be a little bit of a must-win for me if they want to start thinking about a decent high finish. Oh, it's a must-not-lose for me. Yeah, OK. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. OK. On to, uh, on to the Lone League then, Callum. And I think we start with, with the team that won. Um, civil Service. Um, what, a, what a start to, to that game, Callum. I couldn't quite believe my eyes when I, when I logged at the Twitter about... Uh, like, well, that, no, you messaged me saying 3-0 up already and I think it was... With 10 minutes in or something. Aye. Um, that message, uh, quite incredible. Uh, great start, great start. <laughs> um, great great result, you know. It was it was expected, I don't think anyone had 4-2, but a lot of people had uh, civil to win this weekend. So, in the predi- uh, sorry, in the predictor. Uh, and I think that, look, the, the hype train keeps on rolling. The... You look at this, and this is a game that you you'd expect Civil to win. You're uh, even if they hadn't had the the start that they had, I'd be looking at them and uh, thinking that they could they could get the three points here. But they've absolutely blown coming all the way after ten minutes, and then, but maybe maybe not not really taking the foot off the gas, but be disappointed to lose the two goals towards the end. But it's all about the three points at this moment in time for me. What I liked about that, Cam, because I, you know, I think as I said it um, 
on the podcast previous earlier on the season was I, I felt that games where Civil were not favourites, I think that actually suits Civil down to a tee, you know, the way like that they, they, they can set up and they can use the pace that they've got and, and uh, they, you know, they would catch teams out. But I really found this game really intriguing because it was a game that I thought that the Civil would have more of the ball. And listen, I was, I've was i said that I think those will be the games that maybe Civil would find a bit of a test because I think the you know that dominating the ball can they break down break team <coughs> break teams down but that for me that's how you do it you come out the traps you catch you catch teams uh, cold and uh, that really impressed me especially after their um, a midweek game you know I think that can't go unrecognised as well you know two tough games in a row one in the midweek and then you you, you blast away a team in the first maybe ten minutes so you know hats off to them. Oh, because I thought that could be sticky. Was it? Was it now eight unbeaten? <coughs> uh, for first of all, is it not? Ever since that London Day defeat, you know you've got um, is it six wins and two draws. It's been unbelievable, really. Um, ever since that, and look, I think that the game this weekend has. I mean, I remember going through BSC and. Civil got beat for four one and pretty much were very, very poor. Uh although referee saw a few decisions that I didn't really think were penalties, but um it was you know, it was that sort of lost one goal, then lost another, and then just struggled to get into the game. Whereas this time I'm looking at it going if Civil don't come away with three points here, I'd be disappointed. Big changes, you know, big changes. Oh, at both clubs, I would say, you know, several have, you know, um, come on leaps and bounds, and obviously, um, Broomhill are on an absolute roller coaster. You know, they are beating Clyde one midweek and then getting pumped off done a pace the next. You know, you're, you're, it's an up and down season for them. Yeah, and I, I think again, you know, and you expect that with a young team. I think Broomhill have got a younger team, but listen, Civil have got an even younger team, and, and I think probably. And it, and it shows, uh, you know, it shows what confidence can do. Um, but Infodrill hasn't, Callum, I'm going to put it out here, have any of our teams gone through to the Infodrill and picked up three points? Picked up any points? What about that one? Uh, I've, you have to I, that. I'm not going to lie, but I'm sitting here going, the Infodrill, it's Recreation Park, what are you talking about? But obviously it's, it has changed name. Uh, if, if I'm honest with you, I think the best that we almost had was Spartans, they went 2-1 up and then chucked it. They went 1-0 down, 2-1 up, and then lost 3-2. Uh, but other than that, no. I, I, off the top so of my head, the off, the, off the top of my head... I think the only witness had their county didn't BSC of old, you'd think certainly would be the favourites, but Civil going to this as favourites, of course you do, where they are in the league and, and the, the start that Broomhill have had. be interesting how Broomhill react, though, you know, their first league win of the season at Gretna last weekend, a late goal. Um, I think their, their gaffer and assistant manager got both their goals, I think. So, um be interesting, you know, but, and like, like I said, a young team that get their first win, be interesting to see the confidence around the Broomhill camp, but I think there's no doubt Civil go into that uh, as favourites. Spartans, um, yeah, disappointing. Disappointing, you know, I, I've... 
just not enough players in the day turned up for me. Um, and I think when you're playing against teams that are going to be in and around there that wanting to challenge and shire, you need you need more of your players to to to, to win their head to head against the uh, the fall position. And, and, and Spartans didn't do that, Callum. And a, a little theme I'm seeing, and I know it's it's fine when you're winning games, but first halves, first halves for Spartans. I, I think apart from maybe the uni win when they're one nil up, but you know uh, in Brim, the balance. Brimhill, they 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 went in at the break with a with a one 0 lead, but realistically they should have been well, should have been level. They should have, they should have gone a goal down originally because boy had a glorious chance. So yeah, so uni game was at that time in the balance one 0 up, but it's in the balance of Brunhill game, the Brunhill game, Callum in the battle lead them, but it seems that their first half just Spartans for me just aren't coming to the traps. And I think mentioned earlier podcast, Callum, and you kind of shot me down. It doesn't matter it's what happens at the end of ninety minutes, but yeah, um, I think did they go to the ten men in the first half? Or was it early in the um, second? I, I remember. I was yeah. I, I mean, I was out on Saturday, so I'm not entirely sure. But I remember you messaging saying that uh, Bolo had been said. Oh, I want to say first half. I want to say like thirty eighth minute. Yeah, I think it might have been down one 0 and then down to ten. Um, it's disappointing because Spartans, as I said, they were going about nicely. I don't think that changes anything. I still think Spartans had a good start to the season, but that was the first for me. Well, okay, bonus actually. I thought bonus was a test, but Shire again, that, that's a test. So, um, didn't overcome that test. You know, they've had Rangers, Shire, and, and bonus as, as the three big tests so far. And, um, there's no getting away from that, mate. Of course, it's it's disappointing. There's, uh, I, you know, I, I think uh, when I did my prediction last week, and I'm not blaming either of these players, but I did say, you know, don't let me down, Blair, and um, Carlswell and Henderson. Um, not that I'm blaming either of them because I, I didn't see the game. I've not seen the highlights or anything like that. But um, I think there's... As much as it was a disappointing result, there has to be a little bit of praise to the character going down to 10 men, a couple of goals down, and then almost scraping something at the end. And I think that there was, well, especially judging by Twitter, there was almost an equaliser right at the depth. And I think we you know, if they'd got that, that was the real uh, real strength there. But it's it's definitely a setback, I would say, um, from, from Spartans. I know that uh, they've got a game in hand and they're I think they're two points behind um two or three points. So like they can certainly, you know, if they win their game in hand, get back into, you know, top top of the league, etc. But it's it's a disappointing result and it's it's one of those that if you look back on it at the end of the season, is that gonna be one that will come back and bite them in the backside? Mm. Yeah. Games at home so important, certainly in part. You know, it has been a bit of a fortress for Spartans. So, yeah, and I, th- I don't think, you know, listening to things, reading reports, I just don't think Spartans have got any, you know, th- there's no complaints over, over the result. I think at the end of the day that the better team won on the day and sometimes that can happen. But maybe just that we kick up the backside again, just reminded that it's, it's not easy every week. Um, who is it this weekend, Cal? I've, I've kind of forgotten. Um, it is Edge of Sport. Yeah. Can I remember what Cal- they used Cal- to be called? Uh, Cal- Cal- and this. Cal- this this um look this has to be a win this has to be a win 
just yeah, no, no, no messing about. Just uh, bounce back and get them pumped. <laughs> Importantly, bounce back, Cam. You can't, you can't mm. afford certainly this league this season to have a, a little poor run. You've seen what that happened with Scott Bride and they're, and they're probably playing catch up. So, yeah. Uh, the Uni Callum, yeah, kind of same old story at the moment, but they can't seem to catch a break. This one of fixtures is not aimed right now, is it? No, but I mean, look, I'll, I'll, I'll reel off some of the scores that were, were handed in. On the prediction league there, you know, you had eight nils, eight ones, nine nils. There was even a ten nil put in um for for this game. No one got this score right, surprisingly. Uh because obviously it was a three nil. And I think that like again, I've I've said it with Edinburgh say I'm not gonna sit here and say to Edinburgh, you know, well done, you didn't get beat by as many as like people thought, but it's you're you're spot on in terms of the fixtures are not being kind, there's not like a little run where it's like maybe fail. I know, I know that beat you've had a good like start to the season, but normally they're they're down the bottom. So I mean, they've not had like Vale, Dalbiti, Gretna, you know, games that they yeah. can like pick up points from, etc. They're what was it? A Bonner like away. Then well, fair enough. Cali Braves at home. That's a kinder fixture, but then you've got Rangers at home, and then Celtic this weekend, which. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not a nice run, can let you say they're not. But hopefully, in time, they'll have that run of fixtures. But it might be a veil, Gretna, and, and and people down there, and you might be able to to pick a few things up. But I think City, City, Uni have just got to to keep their heads up and and just keep going every week and and, and kind of don't get too down in the dumps about it. To be honest, because the good day will come. And they've just got to kind of just keep themselves in and around there and try and keep focus oh. about the cap. And listen, they've done that over the past couple of years, so I've got no doubt that they can continue to do that this season. Well, you've got to look at um, obviously trials will be happening soon. You know, we're almost into September. Um, there could be, a, you know, I don't know, fucking diamond in the rough camp. Yes, well, it's not really a rough Ed- Edinburgh Uni, you know, um, but. Uh, a diamond in the bowling green. Uh, you know, like something uh, like that. I was just, I've just had another thought actually. Um, that doesn't really uh, pertain to the uni, but um, it might do in future weeks. Um, as we're, we're approaching the end of August, so we'll need to, we'll need to sort out our player of the month. Um, we'll need to, we'll need to, the three of us will have to have to put forward our, our nominees, and then, as we always have four, we'll have to think up. Another one as well, yeah. but uh, no, I think. Yeah. Look, uh, it's, it's a tough run of fixtures for them, you know, but they have to, they have to be as committed against you know like uh, they can't they can't be getting beat seven eight now off of teams, and I think that as long as they're, you know, there or thereabouts, then when the the games against your galas um, and your. Veils, etc. There will be points that they can take. Yeah, agreed. Okay, then, Callum's predictions. You've got them uh, wrote down. I don't know how long we've got left, Callum. Uh, no, nah, mate, we've literally we've got like four minutes. Eh? We've got plenty of time. Ah, plenty of time. Okay, then. You want into? Um, want I'll, to I'll, I'll read them out and you can. Um, so we'll start as it will appear on the graphic. I think that's my favourite saying now. Um, it's like a game show, eh? You know, it's like as. <laughs> But no, um, so we'll start at Tanadice, Dundee United versus Hertz. Uh, 
going to go for 1-1 one, one here. I am going to go for... I think Hearts will sneak it. I think I think 2-1 Hearts. So, Hibs Livy. I'm going to go for 3-0 to Hibs. That is literally exactly what I had on the tip of my tongue. So, I am going to say that as well. I'm going 3-0 Hibs. City... Sorry, I forget that I'm the one reading them out um, now. <laughs> In my city v Elgin. On the Friday night, Friday night football. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for one one. One one. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna go and despite everything I've been saying, I'm gonna back the citizens um, to pick up three points here. I'm gonna go two one city. That's that was I was about to say it and I thought no I'm gonna go draw that was massive. I'm one of them, 2-1 City or 1-1, that's where uh, I was, but no, I'm not in 1-1. Um, we will then go to Recreation Park for Broomhill versus Civil Service Strollers. A narrow 2-1 win for Civil. I'm going to be a little bit bolder and say 4-1 Civil. I think, aye, um, I'm going very bold. Uh, Edinburgh Uni versus Celtic B. Or Celtic Colts, however you want to. What was Rangers score against them? Rangers won 3 0 last week. Yeah, I'll go for I'll go for four 0 then to Celtic this thing. Four 0 Celtic. I'm gonna go six one Celtic. And we will finish with Spartans versus Caledonian Braves. I think they'll bounce back here. Um, I'm going to go for 3-1 Spartans 3-1 I am going to go 4-0 Spartans so Blairs do not let me down that's <laughs> that's just going to be the running the running theme now when I do my predictions uh, I'm going to pick out Blair Carswell and Blair Henderson and say do not let me I'm down so no I think 4-0 uh, there we go I think we've got two minutes there Stubbs um, well I think you're, you're quick to jump but um, Blair Atkinson as well. I tell you what, Doogie Samuel loves this. Loves a Blair. Loves a Blair. Loves a Blair. Jesus, well, I mean that's not even back back in the day. Christ, what? There you go. There's the podcast puzzle this week. What is it with Doogie Samuel and Blairs? No. Um. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Right. Um, Thank you. I think Callum's out. There's anything else to say? Uh, no, I don't think I've got any. Sort of funny anecdotes about being at games. Um, I might have one next week because I will be um, attending a football match this weekend. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe Byers will be back next week. Who knows? Our time crew. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Get your predictions in. It is a Friday night game this weekend for City. So don't be late. Don't, don't cough up potential points. That's what I had to say. Thanks for listening. That was Andrew Callum and that was your Ember Football Podcast.